0: I toured in 95 as a schoolboy, came down from Taree in 95 and I... What a spot, Taree. Yeah, (laughs) I had to get that in here for the the (laughs) podcaster. But yeah, 98, uh, yeah, it all happened pretty quick and um, just got on and had a a real taste of it. But as I spoke about it, I had Robbie O'Davis bring the ball back, bouncing around. You had different players that you looked up to and they're just tearing into the opposition. And just another step up and went, wow, this could be a living that I, I want to do for a long time and it becomes an addiction
1: hello and welcome back to night hq podcast brought to you by maxwell recruitment and training highly skilled labor hire and real world training from engineer trades and constructions to office administration now if you're a recent uh and consistent listener of the podcast you know that's not jay doing the intro um it's matt croker here Jay's been caught up with a little bit of stuff today, um, so this is this is a new addition to the podcast of something we're going to call Knights HQ Legends, where I sit down with the legend of the Knights, past or present player, and just get a one-on-one interview with them. Also, this podcast will be audio only, so uh, you won't be able to find this on YouTube. Now, today, I'm proud um, to introduce this guest, who is a proud father of three, and a husband to his beautiful wife. He has played over 389 first-class Rugby League games spanning throughout the NRL, the Super League, New South Wales and Australia. He's the heart of Newcastle, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Badiris. How you going, mate?
0: Maddie Croker, how are you? What's happening? Well, I'll... Was- I had a nine o'clock appointment with you this morning. I (laughs) thought you had something to tell me about, oh, great, is everything all right? Because you go, mate, can I see you tomorrow at nine o'clock? And then I've just walked into a podcast. Yeah, I know. There's a bit of
1: of miscommunication, but luckily (laughs) you're a good talker, mate, and you'll be able to fly through this. Now, listen, today, um, look, the rundown of the podcast, we're just going to talk about the Knights and where they're at at the moment and moving forward, um, some of our new connections, new spine, and our new signings. Um and then we're going to play a little new game. So usually we play a um a player quiz where I would quiz you on your career but this one's going to be it's got a little bit of a twist to it and then um I've been in touch with your beautiful wife mate to get a little bit of dirt on you so that the cuz you're pretty excited. perfect in the public's eyes so <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to drag you through the mud behind closed doors everything goes on. <laughs> now mate this is being recorded um a couple of days before round 2. Um so we've seen the result of round 1 it wasn't um things didn't go exactly to plan. How did you see it?
0: Yeah, it was a frustrating, frustrating night for the players. Um, you know, and our fans, I'm sure, because we, I was sitting here at home. First time I watched the game at home for a long time. I don't have to go travel away anymore, which which is interesting. I had the kids jumping over me and you see the the passion in my kids, you know, how they ride the, the game, which I haven't experienced that for a long time, which was which is great to see. But um, Yeah, it was a frustrating night in in a lot of uh, aspects because the game was there to be won. I I thought uh, at at periods we were going to kick away and then there was periods they were going to kick away. But uh, round one, there was a lot to take out of it. Uh, I think physically... Uh, we're okay. We're okay, but I'm sure you'll see a more physical side out there on Sunday against the Tigers. Would you
1: Would you think of our our new blokes that have been signed to the club? Jackson Hastings, Lachlan Miller, Jack Hetherington, Adam Elliott, those kinds of boys.
0: Yeah, they that, that were solid. I, I guess with Jack and and ads, um, they just haven't had a preseason. Yeah. There's been a lot of injuries with the, with those boys. It just it's real unlucky, you know, stepping on feet, little calves, different things like that have just popped up for them, So. Uh, they'll be better for the run, and when they get back out there, um, um, Ads Elliott's not out there this week, but uh, you'll see Jack. I'm sure he'll be better for the run, and you know you saw what Jackson Hastings brings to the team with his direction, uh, his kicking game, and um, his combinations are only going to get better. Uh, it's going to take a lot, a lot of time between Lockie Miller, KP, and um, and Jackson to get get really humming, I guess you could say. And but the kicking game and you know, his experience, you can see that was out there.
1: All right, mate. Well, we're gonna. There's sort of the, the stuff of 2023. We're going to look back a little bit on um, Bedsy's career. And like I said before, anyone who listens to the podcast knows that we, we usually play a game called uh, – just a player quiz. But instead, of, I've changed it up this week, and it's called Guess That Game. So now how this is going to work, I've picked five games from Bedsy's illustrious career. And they're five main games throughout his career. And I'll rattle off moments throughout the game, and they slowly get easier and easier. And you just buzz in whenever you like, mate. And if you feel like you've got it, you just buzz in. Okay, this one. You let out your team alongside two other Novakastrians, Joey and Steve Simpson. Now, I know that that's pretty hard. It might have happened a fair few times. Your opposing captain was Darren Lockyer. So now you can maybe work out what arena it was in. In this game, Matty King scores a hat trick.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing this is 04 origin. Uh, Game two?
1: Not yet. No. Okay, how about I tell you the score of the game and you might be able to work it out. You won the game 32-10.
0: So that was the decider. In what year? In 03.
1: No, it was 05. I got the 05 05. decider.
0: (laughs) Of course. So Freddie comes back in 04, then Joey comes back in 05. 05, yeah. And so so I think
1: that was the last time we'd won a decider in Suncorp. That's right. That's right.
0: Yes, that's right. Um, Yeah, because it was bizarre. That's how pretty much fell into the captaincy, I guess, his, um, Andrew did his knee, and then Freddie uh, came back in that series in 04, and then uh, Joey came back in 05, so to captain those two, those two legends, it was quite bizarre, put it that way, I wasn't even captain of the Knights at the time, but yeah, um, yeah that, that match key, uh, we just knew that it was, we had to be, uh, we going to get ambushed, and we wanted to ambush the ambush that game, and uh, the way Gus delivers his messages in and around um, Origin, it's it's something pretty special. And uh, Ricky Stewart was you, the coach. Well, that was
1: my second last one. I was going to say Ricky Stewart was your coach, but I thought yeah. you might have worked out.
0: Yeah, stick. And he was on the back of Gus. Back, you know, the way that they handled Origin was so intense. And I guess for to go up there in that environment, you need some intensity around your, your coaching instructions. And and those two were, were awesome uh, in the lead up, especially for me as a captain.
1: When you um. Like when you look back through your career, are you are you pretty good with remembering moments throughout games no. and stuff like that, or is it all started to fade a little bit?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. I was, I was always one to look forward. I was a bit of a dumper, just as in just play the game, move on, no matter yep. if it's good, bad, or or indifferent. Um, I just really look forward to what's next. Yeah, um, and you know that's that's one one way I thought I was keeping pretty balanced, I guess, with my approach to games is um, what was done is done, move on, and, and have another crack at the next game. Yeah.
1: Oh, mate, well, well done. You got there in the end. Thanks, All right. mate. This next one. Petro, so you play nine. Petro and Shane Webkey are your two starting front rowers alongside you. The Mincat, Anthony Minutello and Willie Tonga both score doubles in this game. The game is played at Ellen Road. Darren Lockyer is the man of the match. The final score ends up 44 to 4. And this secures Australia's second title in this format of the game.
0: And that's 03.
1: Oh, mate, you're just a bit off with the years, 4 4 Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm a year out. Uh, do remember that we were uh, sort of going along okay, but yeah. the British side, the, the the Great Britain team were amazing. They were going so well. Um, and there was a real, real attitude against uh, the Aussies that, you know, they're not the team they were, and uh, the, the English press got right on board with uh, our performances, and a little bit uh, you know not not Australian like at times but um, when it when it mattered yeah. um, we just came out and that, that first half well, I still believe we played I played in some really good first halves but that was just as good as any yeah. yeah it was basically over. Yeah it was over. So for the yeah so it
1: was the 04 Tri Nations final that's yeah. what it was yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah and
0: and the English were they had, they had a great team and um, they they were built up to beat us and i think um you know to come out and just go bang 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 and the game was over at half time um it was a pretty special moment
1: i remember you said to me once you said throughout yeah. your era joey was the king of origin but lockie was the yeah. king of test football yeah. and he got the man of the match there what was he like when he when he stepped into that arena yeah
0: the probably reason i said 03 is because going back to 03 we to see darren lockie um the gb team great britain team they were they were winning every minute every battle and then Lockie at the last minute would pull it out. Yeah. Just right at the 78th or 79th minute and just break hearts of the English. And um, I've just experienced that many times during my Aussie career that, um, that Lockie was the one that would pull something out and then throw that to the... The Origin Arena, um, just experienced that a lot of times when Joey would do something yeah. pretty special as well.
1: He's a great, he was a great tourist too, wasn't he, Lockie? I've heard stories. He's one of the greats.
0: Yeah, he he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the best. He's got an alter ego which uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets a bit tired, so a bit of sleep apnea. No matter where he is, he, he can fall asleep at a. Oh yeah, bad. just and have a little uh, nap. Yeah, it's just I think alcohol can do that too, every <laughs> now and then. But um, yeah, he's he's got a. I think he calls himself Daryl. I think he's. Oh, He's the, He's
1: the best. Oh, okay. All right, mate, on to the third. Now, your team captain in this game is Tony Butterfield. Adam Muir, Hersey Muir, scores a hat-trick in this game. Neither Joey or Maddie play in this game. You're wearing the jersey number 17. Do you have any idea what game this is? I'm a little bit
0: stumped on this I'll give you
1: one. a little hint. It, it was against Queensland Crushers. That's
0: my South, debut. South Queensland Crushers. That's my debut. That is your <laughs> debut That's game. I, do. Like, I I came in with about... Not long to go. Yeah, right. Not long to go and uh, I got put in the middle. I'll never forget it. And so I'm in the middle of the scrum. (coughs) And Butsy didn't know what head he was going to (laughs) be, tight head or loose head. So back then when they scrummaged, it was a scrummage. You know, like there was things to do. And so to take the pride away from his opposition um, front row, he would just put his head wherever he wanted to. And then the noise of two heads colliding like that, was cringing, but so addictive at the same time. Like it's so bizarre. I was thinking, well, I'm playing first grade. This is mental. <laughs> and then Butsy's just ripping into uh, the opposition front row. And and then, yeah, and he said, he just always started, mate, what are you doing, Butsy? And Butsy just you know spoke about how much more there is to come of this. And he, he just loved that battle of it. And um, like I said, I was thinking, this is so outrageous, but so much fun.
1: How old are you? Were you when you made your debut?
0: Um, Back in 18, I reckon, 18-year-old, 19 Yeah, she's still pretty young. Yeah, I was a real fresh face. Were you, were
1: you a half coming through?
0: I was a half, 5'8", uh, during the jun- junior period. And then to get your start in first grade, I had to you know go on the uh, with a bit of fullback, utility value, a bit of hooker. And then Warren Ryan and uh, probably, sorry, Mal really threw me in there at the back end. And then uh, Warren Ryan saw that and then said, oh, you're going to be a hooker. And the game was starting to change then. The game was changing to a real focal point at the ruck and them great hookers so probably a lot of people don't realize Steve Walters Boxhead Walters was here yeah you're
1: coming through year yeah, didn't
0: he so yeah in 99 so I I loved uh, obviously learned a lot off Boxhead and um, the way he played and Benny Lyce, Benny Lyce was real a lot of trickery out of there and then Boxhead was a different runner out of there and then they combined that and then that was the next generation of hookers coming through yeah a lot of halves started to get thrown in there and, and but the first thing you had to be as a hooker is someone they like to defend yep. and and that's the first thing I I, I loved defending um, but it was such a really really good spot to play because it was an evolving uh, position.
1: What, can I just ask, like st- stay on the debut, when you got told you were and what was it like, you know, w- was it just, oh Betsy, you're going to sit on the bench for this game and might throw you on or was it, Betsy? mate, you're making your NRL debut, what was, the, what was the go? No, it
0: was the first option you spoke about there, which just pretty much happened so quick. Um, yeah, I, I toured in 95 as a schoolboy, came down from Turry in 95 and, I'd what a spot Tyree, yeah, spot, Tyree. <laughs> I had to get that in here Group for three, the podcaster but yeah 98 uh, yeah it all happened pretty quick and um just got on and had a, a real taste of it but as I spoke about it's you know I had Robbie O'Davis bring the ball back bouncing around you had different players that you looked up to and they're just tearing into the opposition and you're going it's just another step up and I went wow this this could be a living that I, I want to do for a long time and it becomes an addiction. Yeah. become addictive to go, oh, I want to do that again and again and again. And so the moment you woke up uh, every morning was to to get um, to keep getting that, that first grade jersey.
1: Yep. Awesome, mate. Righto. Well, we're into number four. Number four of Guess that game. That was tough. Was it? Number three yeah. was tough. Yeah. Well, I, I I thought at the end, see I've worked them out, mate, at yes. the ends you should yes. you should sort of get them. Okay. Bill Harrigan is refereeing this game. See, the first one always starts real tough. He would have refed. Mm. Hundreds of your games. Mark Busey, uh, boozy Hughes scores the first try in the seventh minute. Now Knights lead sixteen to at half time, and in the, uh, this is where I reckon you might get it. The and chokes. in the and those in the, the fifty chokes. second minute, Joey throws an intercept to Freddie. Yeah,
0: those roosters. Yeah, yeah. The, the two thousand prelim
1: final. Oh, I know. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that one.
0: Yeah, so that was at uh, at home here. Um, home? I didn't have that
1: bit down, yeah. but yeah, I still
0: remember <laughs> the try. I reckon Mark Hughes. We used. to – he, used to, he came back through the middle of the ruck, um, as we saw it right, at wide, and Boozy comes back through, and um, I still remember that, that try, and, yeah, we were well and truly in front, um, and, yeah, just got run down. It, yeah. was, it was pretty disappointing. Is that the one – sorry, that's when Darren Albert um, blew kisses to the fans. Is that right? No I, don't, no, I don't
1: think so. I think you might be thinking of a different game. This is the one where Joey threw the intercept to Fred. And then at the very end, there's always that famous picture of Joey throwing his mouth guard down. Right, reset. 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 I've got this. It's just (laughs) all coming back to me. This Um, is what happens when you play almost 400 games.
0: 16 till half time. We were playing really well. So let's go back to the start of that week. So at the start of the week, Warren Ryan was our coach. And he said, right, we're going to go play an up-and-in defence. Famous for the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were, back in the day, canterbury for up-and-in defenders. And they really took teams apart by that. They couldn't attack. So we go we, – we've never did that all the whole season. So any, all of a sudden we've come into the, that game we we go, right. this is how we're going to do it. So it was working a treat. Working a treat at halftime. Darren Albert scored uh, just before halftime. And then I think it did stir him up. He did blow a little kiss to the end yeah, right. of the camera. Yeah. So they spoke about that. You still speak to these roosters today. So anyway, they've gone into the shed and said, boys, this is what they're doing. They're coming up and in. We're just going to go over the top. Go over the top. And – all of a sudden, that's what, what happened. And we didn't change into plan B. We just stuck at plan A, which was going up and in. And, yeah, there was a lot of tries getting thrown where Freddie was throwing balls over the top and it became frustrating for us. Yeah. And then um, yeah, and then they ran away with it. So that was a missed opportunity, Croaks. Yeah. A big missed opportunity and uh, to go into a final a yeah. GF. And when we were a dominant team at half time, um it was disappointing. And that Sheds, I still remember the Sheds uh, after that. And um, that was a really good squad we had there. And that squad was about to be dismantled a little bit yeah but it did make us pretty strong going into 01
1: because there's the old saying you got to lose one to win one now technically you didn't lose the gf but the next year you guys kick on yes to go win against yep. Parramatta. um what was that like i haven't really got anything written down about that but to get so close in 2000 and then go to 01 and get the job done how was that
0: yeah it was that's what we we, we learned a lot of out of 2000 and we did have our squad, I think Matty Johns moved on, Dave Fairley moved on. But yeah, 2000 squad was awesome, but we just knew that, right, I won. Um, if we can get going and get, you know, Ben Kennedy was at the club, Steve Simpson, Bill and that's this good a back row I think you can have looking yep. back in, in any sort of era. And we just knew we had an indifferent year, very inconsistent, and that's probably the way we were at times. But we knew if we can get a little bit of momentum going to the back end of the year, um and, and Michael Hagan was our coach, and Hagan kept things pretty, pretty player driven, pretty, you know, r- really balanced, very calm in his approach to any match and any delivery of his messages that, you know, would bring the best out of the players. And that's what happened. And going into a one final, grand final, Para had this amazing year. Yeah. 800 something points for and only a couple against. And all of a sudden, we get an opportunity to have all the pressure on them, and which is none on us. Yeah. But you look through our team. And you go, wow, there's some, some really big game players there. Yeah. And that gave us a lot of confidence to, I think it was, what, 24? Oh, he was just smoking. I think Billy half-time. Peden
1: got a double in before half time or something. Yeah. So yeah. um, I've heard, look, you just mentioned the pressure on them rather than being on you guys. I've heard stories about, I think it was maybe the the captain's run breakfast. Yeah. And people say that you could just see the pressure all over Parramatta's face because they had everything to lose. Do you remember anything about that?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, the... The final, uh, the grand final was a uh, a celebration for us in a way. Like, we're going, well, we're enjoying this. And it was a celebration for our town. Uh, like I said, Parra changed, I think, a bit of their preparation. They went into camp down in Kayama. We just kept everything normal, enjoyed our, our yeah. community, did a couple of community events. Uh, but on Thursday mornings, they used to have the, the grand final breakfast and you could see they were told not to talk to us or not to engage with us because you line up pretty much together. Yeah. So we just pretty much walked away from that. That breakfast and said, we've got, these, we've got these boys, the pressure's all on. And um, we had some jovial guys from Mark Hughes to, to, uh, to Andrew and they really took the pressure off us by yeah. just <laughs> enjoying it. And Ben Kennedy was the same. He goes, boys, we've, we've got them. And I guess it's one of those stare-off moments, you know, when you do the UFC or the, the boxing moments where they stare eye yeah, to yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That little, oh, we got these guys. It was one of those moments. Yeah,
1: sometimes you can just tell. Yeah. All yeah. right, oh, mate. Well, this is the last one of, um, of this game. And uh, here we go. Okay, this game played at Old Trafford in front of 69,000. Uh, Panthers legend Roy Simmons is the opposition's coach. Now, halftime is 8-2 your way with the final score ending 32-16. Yeah, uh, 2011.
0: 2011,
1: GF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Super League, yeah. So the last two I had was um, you jump out of dummy half and set up um, Zach Hardaker. I think is how you pronounce his name, with yeah. the second last try of the game. And yeah. the man of the match actually started off the bench. Yeah, which was Rob Burrow. Rob Burrow. Yeah,
0: oh, It gets uh, it gets emotional talking about um, my English experience. I, I loved it. It's I got to play with people that I, I just really respected during the game, and um, what Rob's doing within the community of the MND community at the moment, and what everyone's doing in the community themselves for the MND is in, in England's huge, and um, the money's raised from I don't know. Hopefully, I'm. Everyone in Australia's looked into what, especially who, plays, who follows rugby league. What Kevin Simfield's done, oh. his ultra marathons and yep. his marathons he d- he's doing, and raised a huge amount of money. But Ro- Robbie Burrow had a huge night that night. Um, you know Brian McDermott, who's yep. here at the club now, who's the head B-Mac, coach, who we
1: had coach. a couple of weeks ago on this podcast. Yeah. He was the coach. Yeah. yeah,
0: but there's nothing like that's uh, That group of players, the Golden Decade, they call that over there for the Leeds Rhinos. Rhinos are a huge club. A massive club, and um, they just—they had never won the Challenge Cup that that group, and but the, the uh, Super League finals, have, they've won a lot—eight yep. out of the last ten, or something like that, some crazy figure—and they'd beaten St Helens four times in a row. I think this was going to be the fifth time um, in a grand final. <laughs> so uh, now St Helens
1: are doing the opposite. Yeah, now St Helens yeah. are whipping everybody. That's
0: right. And Matt Gidds, Matt Gidley was the centre for St Helens as well. Oh, really? Um, so yeah, it's good to play against Matt and. Yeah, so you, you, with the Challenge Cups, you play at Wembley, yeah. uh, which is nearly a hundred thousand people, and then but it's sort of like a the Wembley crowds a lot of different clubs because they celebrate all clubs. That it's like a rugby league festival, the, the Challenge Cup. So yeah. Uh, how it works: The Challenge Cup is pretty much anyone can go in the competition, and then the Super League uh, clubs come in about round five, and then all of a sudden they go through. It's a knockout competition, and yep. um, but that group never won it. The year later, when I left, I think they won it. Yep. Um, but the the Super League final, the boys were always up for the Old Trafford experience and the crowd, the way the autistic. The all, the noise bounces around Old Trafford. It's something very special, and that's something I'll never forget. Is when you've got a massive following in Saint Helens and a massive following in the Leeds Rhinos going at it in the fans, and then all of a sudden you walk out through that the yeah. the, uh, the Old Trafford gates. It's, it's amazing, and um, but yeah, to play on those awesome grounds over there, it's uh, it's a big bonus. And you know, seeing someone like Tex and a couple of other guys, uh, Tex Hoy, over there, that's the thing you just say, go over there and enjoy what it has to offer because yep. the crowd and the the fans will repay you. It's a celebration of footy every time you play.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back in just a sec.
0: 2023 Knights memberships from as little as $18 a month are now on sale. Whether you want the best seats in the house or want to cheer the boys on from the hill, head to knightshub.com.au to secure your spot.
1: All right, welcome back to the Knights HQ podcast brought to you by Maxwell Recruitment and Training. Now, Beds, we played that little guest. Um, guess the game. Did you enjoy that looking back?
0: I did. You know what? It, it has sort of a bit of a lightning bolt moment to go right. I start looking back in your career a little yeah. bit, you know, because I was off So I reckon what I got. No nah, I
1: reckon you're right. I yeah. reckon the I reckon you probably got the last four. You're just yeah. mixing up a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I was a little bit out of, of date. Sometimes I wouldn't mind going back into those years, yeah. but uh, <laughs> not, not to me I reckon it'd be easier. It's it's interesting, mate. It's it's. I talked to my wife a fair bit about it. It's, you know, post footy. When you're playing footy, every day you get up and you're going for something. Yeah. Um, every week you're going for something, you're going to win. And that's the thing I, you struggle with now post-footy is going, right, well, what are you winning? What are yeah, you yeah, done? yeah. And, it's, yeah. Um, and you just sort of got to be careful you don't live your life through you boys now, but you just want you guys to do so well because you see what it can, uh, can offer yeah. uh, this town and that's what you want. You boys haven't well, seen it the best at the moment. Well, how
1: do you manage it? you know
0: uh yeah i'm very privileged to still be in and around a, a yeah. football community and, and especially in the in the rugby league world at the knights so i love being part of a uh, a team trying to do something um but um yeah it's it is difficult at times it's definitely but i'm like i said i'm very privileged i look at a lot of other guys that are out there working long hours and different things and yep. trying to get them bracking in but i love how our old boys here at newcastle knights are, are very prominent in in the club and um they always can't wait to come back yep
1: um now you just mentioned chris before as I said, she's played a pretty crucial role in this podcast, so giving me a little bit of ammo <laughs> to use on you.
0: And she said, she said, one she's thing not a real big fan of me. She said,
1: <laughs> she said, one thing she wanted to know was everyone knows you as Bedsy, but you have another nickname, don't you?
0: Oh, blubs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so going back to how uh, I used to combine with my spine members back in the day. Uh, yeah, the Burwood was our lounge room, yeah. the Burwood Hotel, and um, yeah, my neck muscles yeah. after a couple of drinks probably go a little bit. Um, Downhill and my voice gets a little bit high, so clubs all of a sudden comes out <laughs> out and about. So don't keep an eye out for him. I don't think he's around anymore, but uh, you never know. It
1: resembles a um uh, blow-up machine out the front <laughs> of the car, Bird.
0: <laughs> well, she's had to pick me up a couple of times down there resembling that. Um, <laughs> yes, it's – the Burwood, look, everyone talks about having um, – I, I think it played a huge role in our club uh, back in the day, the Burwood Inn Hotel, because it was like our – our, our place to go and and celebrate victory sometimes during matches with about a minute two minutes to go we'd just yell at each other yes boy two minutes to the bell and let's yeah. get to the <laughs> like it was just it was like home and we'd go back there and, and celebrate um you know going going into battle with each yeah. other and it was a big part of our culture yeah
1: i love that mate um now the, the last one i want to ask you is the great man mark is one of the greats there's a wedding story
0: Oh <laughs> it's, this, this are, you, dirt. are you allowed to tell this one or no? Chris has gone out into the backyard. Oh, party. mate, I
1: just said, Chris, you got any dirt? And she just, mate, those paragraphs and essays. Yeah. Of just she's,
0: she's gone into the backyard, in, <laughs> buried, buried in the backyard, a heap of files. <laughs> she's gone and got them out. Uh, uh, yeah, that was one of my final <laughs> moments. Yeah, I got really carried away with my other spine member. So, um, yeah. I didn't really have Wouldn't much. Wouldn't be time. one of the John's boys. Yeah, one, one of the John's <laughs> boys. He, he was in the bridal party as well. So, um, yeah, I didn't really perform my bridal party duties because um, yeah. Blubs actually was there. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought I'd get away with that. But Curly um, Hughes did not let me forget that <laughs> two days later. I've never been given a... More of a bollocking than than she gave me, and uh. it's still a bit of a, a sour point for me every now and then she brings it up. But <laughs> we've got to move on, Croaks. <laughs> That's got to it, on. mate. That's
1: <laughs> it. It all happens. Now there one, there is one involved in Nebraska, but I won't ask you about that one. <laughs> that <one's> too- <laughs> hey, mate, thank you very much. Um, I sort of sprung it on you on short notice, but um, you're a man of this club, and whenever there's time to work for it I knew you'd step forward so thank you very much I'm sorry I sprung it on you late mate but thanks for being on the first episode of the Knights HQ Legends podcast so um, and just for all the listeners make sure you can subscribe and leave a review on Apple, Spotify wherever you're listening to your podcast there's plenty of happening around Knights HQ and the best way to stay up to date with the club's website and our social media channels follow at NRL Knights we would also like to thank Maxwell Recruitment and Training for bringing you this episode of the podcast Um, see you guys next week thank you very much